Hello, and welcome to Deep Dive. This is Jackson Russo. This is Adam. Uh, so Deep Dive is where we uh, we go through an artist uh, that one of us has picked, and we go through their whole discography or a certain segment of their discography, as you probably heard last week. Uh, Adam picked King Crimson, and... We did we, not do the whole thing. Yeah, we only did seven albums, which is still, that was a feat. Um, but this week we are uh, doing Modest Mouse, specifically their studio albums. We may talk about their B-sides a little bit after, but specifically we're going to talk about their studio albums. So Modest Mouse, uh, if you don't know who they are, they are uh, started in Washington, and it's uh, primarily Isaac Brock, but was also founded... Uh, with Jeremiah Green and Eric Judy. Um, I would say just kind of opening thoughts about this band for me, this is probably, well, no, not probably 100% on my top five bands. So they're super influential uh, to me, especially uh, the original state of the band when they were a trio, which is the first three albums that... If, you know, you listen to any music I write, it's meant for a trio, and it definitely, it, this, I I wish I could write music like Modest Mouse. So I guess let's uh, get started, and the first uh, studio album that they released was, uh, this is a long drive for someone with nothing to think about. This is uh, going to be a, an annoying episode with names. Yeah, because of the... The album titles. Well, not even just that. Like all their some of the songs. Yeah, too. some of the songs yeah. have exhausting names, even though they're good. It's just like I I've never said that name in its entirety. I always just call it "This Is a Long Drive." Yeah, I think most people probably would. But yeah, but yeah, I uh, so I mean they're not like a top five band for me, but I do listen to them a lot, yeah. um, and specifically the first like four or so albums, um, and we'll get to why you know, in a second, but I, I like this album. I haven't listened to it a ton, admittedly. Um, so it was cool to just go back and have to listen to it from front to back. So, yeah. And their albums are, I mean, long by today's, uh, today's, uh, standpoint or, you know, standards. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've noticed, I listened to Elton John's, um, uh, goodbye to the yellow brick road album. And I realized it, it was just as long as this album, an hour and 20 minutes. And so I guess that used to be common as long albums or this wasn't long. I mean, um, I don't think it was probably normal, but it wasn't weird. Like yeah. today it's very weird because people tend to put out more like EP sized yeah, albums. It's so. definitely single based. But um, I mean, if you look at like Nine Inch Nails new album, it, it was an EP and yeah. then they just renamed it to an album. So, yeah. Um, so, Another disclaimer is that this album is one of my top five favorite albums. So I could talk circles around this album. I love it from front to back. And the big thing about it is I don't think in a like technical standpoint, it is Modest Mouse's best album, but it's definitely, it's a rough gem. You can hear the mess ups you can hear it's not completely edited to be perfect and one of the fun things uh about modest mouse is uh isaac brock the singer he has a lisp 
which don't know if you know that, but he has a lisp. So he typically layers like 20 vocal tracks on top of each other. So hmm. you can't hear his lisp. Did not know that. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, that's a cool way to get around that actually. Yeah. And it, it kind of, because of that, it gave him his distinct uh, kind of sound uh, when it comes to listening to their, you know, music. But uh, yeah. how do you feel about this album? No, I like it. It's just, it's not one that I've listened to a bunch, so I don't have any like favorite songs necessarily or anything. Um, but it is very much an indication of the band that they are in the next couple albums. Mm-hmm. And it really establishes like what their music is, and I like that. So Yeah, I think this album has a really, really cool thing. Uh, I think it is the best rep- representation of Modest Mouse's ability to have these, you know, like five to six minute long songs or they have like two minute long songs or even a minute and a half songs whereas all the other albums they don't do that very much they may have a song that is they would uh, have like one or two songs that are long but yeah and then they'll have one song that's short but this one they really they play up you know both sides of the band which I, i really like i love this album so, as I said, I could talk about it all day, but for sake of time, I won't do that. Um, the uh, album cover, uh, I believe, was shot by uh, uh, Isaac Brock. He was uh, just driving through uh, somewhere, and he just took that like on a Polaroid camera or something. I may be wrong about that, but that takes that us was, in. That, that sounds about right, though. So that was 1996. Coming up just a year later, in 1997... This is the big album that everyone. This is yeah. Typically, everyone. This was probably the first album of theirs that I did listen to. Yeah, so the Lonesome Crowded West, and I can see, I see why this is people's favorite album. It, uh, it's just track after track. It's it, it's incredible. Um, when I think I noticed when listening to these back to back that it kind of feels like a part two. It does to the first album, which is kind of interesting. And I might have to go back and listen to them both side by side now because yeah. I, I really like this album a They're lot. both exactly the same length, too. Are they? Yeah, they're like one for one, an hour and 14 minutes. Wow. Which I found funny, probably not intentional at all. Um, but yeah, it, it it's definitely just looking at the track list, I don't even think there's a song that I don't like on this Um yeah, shit, I can't come up with one. Um, this is definitely the album that got them kind of the notoriety. Not, it didn't get them mainstream, but it's what kind of had them pick up traction. Yeah, and it kind of established and you can them really as, tell. A, as, I mean, not a national band, I guess, but yeah. a larger band. Yeah, and it's more polished than the yeah. previous record. Uh not to say that it doesn't have its edges. You can definitely hear the band. I mean, these first three albums, uh, Isaac Brock is definitely, you know, a lot more angsty than he becomes. Uh, but, yeah, I could see how it they feel kind of like they were recorded at the same time because it's a year between them, which is not normal for bands. Yeah, it's and I don't... normally like three years, two to three yeah. years if not more uh, especially for them in some cases yeah they, but, well they, they founded a record label called glacial pace records 
and the reason they called it grace glacial pace is because it was a tongue-in-cheek reference to how long it takes them to record an album and then they went almost 10 years yeah i mean just a couple cool things about this uh Doing the Cockroach, that song was, uh, Isaac Brock wrote, wrote it and he kind of wanted people to have like a, a song to dance to in, uh, at their shows. So, and he was hoping that people would come up with a move called I feel the Cockroach. Like that is a, that was a pretty big song yeah. for them, right? So. Yeah. And then, uh, Cowboy Dan, that, uh, that name is, it was his dad's friend uh they his nickname was cowboy dan the song's nothing about him but he thought it was a cool good name he thought it was a clever and cool name so he wrote this whole character called cowboy dan so that's what that's about and um, it it also has their longest song on any studio album are you talking about trucker's atlas yeah which is like 11 minutes so fun which i really like that song but it is pretty long the drum the drumming in that i love it their their drummer is incredible and i i just don't know he just has a really unique style and in a three-piece when you can really stand out it's 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 cool um on trucker's atlas so typically uh there's an actually a documentary about this uh album's recording and it's really yeah i wanted to watch that before we did this but i didn't get to i forgot what it's called but it's really good um i'm sure we'll link it or something but uh that song uh, apparently whenever they they get into the studio they'll play a song and then they would like you know jam on it and then somebody would tell them okay stop or tell them when, where to stop but apparently on that song trucker's atlas no one ever told them <laughs> to stop so they just kept going and that's why it's so long and they were just like well no one told us to stop and we just didn't really want to edit it down so no, that's cool it definitely works because it doesn't it doesn't feel like it drags on too long until, I don't know, the very end of it. Yeah, until like the last two minutes yeah. or something. It's like because om- it feels like it might be two songs that are just cut together. But. Yeah, it's almost eleven minutes long. Um, so and then comes a three-year gap, which is a normal amount of time I would say for a band, uh, and they release the Moon and Antarctica. <clears throat> the Moon and Antarctica. Uh, this is when they get start getting polished. This is when they start start losing that edge that I really like about Modest Mouse. Looking at the track list, um, really, it's only the songs that I would say are super uh, original Modest Mouse, and not saying that like that's who Modest Mouse is because obviously not bands change, but. The, Kind of that original angsty Modest Mouse would be uh, Tiny Cities Made of Ashes and uh, yeah, I Came I, as a Rat. I was going to say, that song specifically stuck out on this album. Yeah, uh, that song's great. It, it feels kind of out of place on this album, actually. Do you not like it? No, I do, but I just it, something yeah. about it, it feels different and... Like yeah. it doesn't fit in with some of the other songs. I can see as that much. because it definitely, the first song, Third Planet, which is one of their most catchy songs. It's a really fun song to play on guitar too. Um, it's catchy. And then it goes into gravity. It, it's a more somber modest mouse, which you don't get much of on the previous albums. I mean, you get a song or two, but every album has a song or two. 
But if you were to listen to this album, maybe like the first four songs, you would think, okay, this is going to be a more tame, calm album. And for the most part, it is. Um, this is where I start the previous two albums. I like every song. I mean, there are songs that I like more or less, but I like every song. This is where I start to have Not songs that I love I'm the like, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll skip. Uh, specifically, Perfect Disguise, A Different City, um, The Cold Part, Alone Down There, uh, Lives and What People Are Made Of. Those are all songs that they're fine. I just don't love them. Yeah. But that being said, it, it sounds like I just picked a lot of the album. But uh, the songs that do I do like really stand out. So I would say this is still an amazing album. Yeah. It. I think, I, I don't know, maybe this might be wrong, but it felt like there were more instrumental moments on this album which i kind of enjoyed um but it's definitely not the same band that made those other two albums yeah like i know it it is the same people but they've definitely changed a lot by this point even yeah even after just three or four years so i would say that i mean did you like this album it's the most, the most forgettable of the first three or four of them for me i so. was gonna say that 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 cannot be the case um so i mean then, i definitely i like the next album more so yeah so the next album is it's the big banger uh four years later they release good news for people who love bad news that's the one that everyone knows i remember bumping into a uh guy at a skate shop that's when this album came out i was at a skate shop um that's how you know well uh, that's what i'm saying like you know it's that day and age um i remember bumping into a guy at a skate shop who had a modest mouse uh shirt on and i said oh i love modest mouse uh what's your favorite album and he said they only have one and that's it yep that's that's kind of that's what this album did but that being said putting that aside that's just the general public this is when they this is when they made it big and this is the most polished album. It is like there are no mess ups. And I actually, I read a book about Modest Mouse and they, um, on this album, the producer that they had, uh, Isaac, let's see what his name was. I have it pulled up right here. Dennis Herring. Um, he apparently pushed Isaac Brock too hard they were fighting in the studio hmm. non-stop but it was because he would say you know isaac brock was used to this okay i'm gonna record it you know i'll record it until i get a take i like but once i get the take i like that's it whereas right. uh the producer was uh saying nope you gotta redo that it wasn't perfect like it basically he was getting perfection out of them and so they clashed a lot but it became um that they you know, Isaac Brock talks about, you know, like I really hated him in the studio, but seeing the end product, I'm happy he did it. Yeah, it is. I think it's a good album. It works really well as one whole album. Um, I guess most of their albums do actually, but 
it uh like just with like you know having the intro tracks and stuff like that with the horns uh this kind of ties everything together and that's yeah it's different there's not really a a bad song on here that in my yeah there's nothing that stood out to me as a a song i didn't really want to listen to again there is the the ending song the good times are killing me they uh for some reason that's become their that's the song that they end on Hmm. uh i don't know why it's a good song but definitely not my favorite um of course float on is on here if i were to pick pick my least favorite song it's float on and it's gotta be because it's just been i think it's because it's been overplayed yeah yeah and it's a good song because it's probably the song that stands out most is i mean something that we've heard a bunch anyway so so uh funny thing about uh the world at large and float on is so there was a lineup change uh when this album came out or when they were recording this album and they had a second guitarist, which they hadn't had before. And so the second guitarist wrote the world at large, the uh, riff to it. And then Isaac Brock had finished float on and Isaac Brock was uh, notorious for not writing in front of people. Uh, He wouldn't write and sing in front of people. He would finish a song, bring it to the band and then they would craft it together. Hmm. So they came together to record and they realized that they had uh, basic they had written two songs in the same key and instead of throwing them out they just put them back to back and they segue right okay. into each other so if you listen uh the world at large goes straight into float yeah. on which well yeah cool. and that i think they do that a couple times on this album just kind of transition more into another song yeah uh, this album does have uh, a couple of my favorite modest mouse songs uh ocean breeze salty is I don't know that 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 is one of the first songs I ever heard of them, and it I don't know what about that song. It's just pretty much perfect to me. Uh, I really like Bukowski because it's a clever song, and then it's also different. It's really different for them. I I don't think they had any other songs like that um, on any of the other albums. Um, did you have any standouts on this album? Or is it just not really? I just well, part of the problem is I the way I just always listen to stuff. I don't pay attention to song titles that much. So to me, it's just kind of listening to it as one whole album. Um, But yeah, no song really stood out as anything that I was like, I want to listen to that again, or I don't want to listen to that again. That's fair. And the biggest critique I have of this album, though, is the first three albums. I can listen to them front to back and. I remember kind of how that album was put together, like the arc, yeah. uh, what songs led into what, you know, the whatever they developed, you know. Uh, whereas this, it kind of does feel to me uh, just a bunch of songs put together, even though they're all good songs. I don't really feel a natural segue for the most part. It just seems like they have yeah, a bunch of songs. It's there in some of the songs, but not not throughout. Yeah, whereas the other albums, I, I definitely definitely feel why a song's there. Yeah. Well, and going into the next album, I mean, this was originally the next album, uh, We Were Dead, Before the Ship Even Sank, was supposed to be a concept album. Yeah. And that really comes across, Yeah, especially the more you listen to, to I, each song, so... It was supposed to be a concept album, and I think it kind of dropped off. Like, did he? 
I, I don't think he finished it as a concept. Wasn't so the concept was uh, each song was gonna be yeah, so somebody at sea dying, I believe. Yeah, right. Like a different person at sea, and every at the end of every song, they would die, and that was the thing. So I mean, they didn't end up going with that, but yeah, I, there are but, still like parts of that theme that you can. Yeah, I mean, you can hear it in the first song for sure. So, this is where I really, really start to not like what they're outputting. And a a lot of people disagree with me on this. Um, So, I went into this album thinking, okay, I'm really not going to like this. And I started listening to the first song, March Into the Sea, and I was like, okay, I don't remember this song. This is actually pretty good. And then, of course, the next song is the single Dashboard. And I was like, okay, I know this song, but, Which you know. I think that song is pretty good, actually, and hasn't been overplayed, it at least in in sure. my life. So that it's not ruined like I, the other song we mentioned. But. I agree. Um, but so, and I get into Dashboard, and I'm like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to dislike this because it was the single, but I really liked it. I was like, okay, maybe I was wrong about this album, and I'm glad I'm re-listening to it. And then I immediately lost it. Uh, Fired Up is a fine song. Uh, I find myself only liking it because it's Modest Mouse. It it feels out of place on the album, though. Yeah. Like, I, it, it, it's, I don't know, it kind of slows things down too soon. Parts I of it, can so. confidently say that I only like on this album March Into the Sea, Dashboard, and I like Miss the Boat. And I think I like Miss the Boat just because it's like Modest Mouse. It, it feels a bit poppy. It's not It's not the best song. I don't like any of these other songs. I think this is a very bad album. I don't think it's a very bad album. I think it's just not like their other albums. Yeah. Um, for me, it's definitely not my least favorite because whichever album it was, I called Forgettable that I already forgot the name of again. Uh, the, last uh, the album moon or... in Antarctica. Oh, moon. That okay. that to me, that album is just very forgettable. I, sure. I don't really know why, but part of this just being more produced and poppy kind of works. Yeah, and so I mean, it's definitely not. If I'm going to go listen to Modest Mouse, I'll go listen to their older stuff first. Yeah, but... from here on out, though, like or from good news for people who love bad news on. It's polished. There's no, yeah. there's no edge. It's like it is completely studio. It is. It can, feels producer, uh, producer driven too. It, like it doesn't feel like the band has as much yeah, say as I, they used to. And the thing is, is I don't even think that's the truth. I think this is where. So, because well, yeah, their first two albums like weren't like self recorded or anything, right? So no, but it was. It was very much a unit. It was the yeah. three. The first three albums, I believe, it was just the three of them. Yeah. The first three albums, it was just the three. And then the fourth album, they had a new drummer and they had an extra guitarist. And then this album, uh, they had an extra guitar, that guitarist left. And then they have a new guitarist who was the guitarist for the Smiths. Um, why am I blanking? Johnny Marr, uh, which uh, there's a funny interview of uh, Isaac Brock talking about how they got together, and they're like, oh, it must have been because you love the Smiths. And he's like, oh, no, I actually never really listened to them. I mean, their music's good. It's just, you know, I, I never really listened to them. Hmm. Um, so Johnny Marr 
was on this album he recorded and wrote on the album and he toured with them like he was a member of modest mouse he wasn't just some guest um but i think from this album and the album after it 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 feels to me that it becomes isaac brock not modest mouse yeah like what he wants to do yeah which is fine which yeah but it's it's not for me um, it's definitely not the same band that made the the first two albums oh, and yeah. even the third one, even though I don't like it that much, but yeah. So, and on, I remember there, I had an argument with this, uh, girl one time about modest mouse and we were talking and I, I, I just asked her, I was like, well, what's your favorite modest mouse album? And she said, Oh, the blue one. And I was like, Oh, are you talking about moon in <laughs> Antarctica? And she goes, no, uh, the ship we were, one. Yeah, the ship one. We were dead before the ship sank. So she was talking about this album. I was like, oh, God, that that is their worst album. And keep it, in mind... It is... Wait, keep in mind this was before their newest album yeah. came out. So no, I figured. I'll but retract that I will say, this a is a weird album for them to kind of end on for a while. Because they didn't do anything else other than like some EPs and some re-releases, right? Yeah, like, and... Uh, but to finish that story, uh, she told or she told me, yeah. Uh, I was like, that like definitely their worst album. And she was like, oh yeah. Well, what's your favorite album? And I told her, well, I like the first three albums. Those are my favorite. And she goes, no one likes those albums. No one wants to hear Isaac Brock be angsty. I was like, no, that's, no, that's exactly kind of what the band what, was. Yeah, that's exactly what people want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just the I hate that opinion. <laughs> but now going into their latest album, which. Uh, Strangers we were dead. to Ourselves. Yeah, We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank came out in 2007. This came out in 2015. There's a big gap there. Yeah, I actually, I completely didn't know this album came out until about half a year later. That's just how little attention I was paying to like, is Modest Mouse still doing stuff? I probably, guess probably not. So they they came out with this. It's a weird blend of their new sound and then a couple of songs feel like they're old music but overall i think it's complete trash <laughs> like i 100 percent agree it's not any good there there are some good songs on here but i yeah I, there definitely are some good songs but, but even then i i still get that feeling like do i like this because it's modest mouse or do i like this because it's a good song and le- neither is a bad reason yeah but when there are bands that I like their stuff no matter what, and you know this isn't one of those albums. Yeah this this album sucks. I listened to it once before this. Yeah, I only listened to it the first time when I found out it came out half a year before. <laughs> it. Um, I remember Lampshades on Fire came out. That was the first single, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is Modest Mouse. It's a this, catchy song, and yeah. it's not a bad song. If yeah, if somebody played that for me and didn't tell me who it was, I'm like, this is Modest Mouse. Yeah. It's obvious. This is a Modest Mouse song. Uh, I thought the opening track was fine. Not it, this was another thing where I kind of got lulled into that sense of like, okay, maybe this album isn't as bad as I remember. But uh, man, track four, Pistol. That song is horrible. I've that is probably one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Like I need to go back and listen just to that song now. You have to, to listen to that song. It is so bad. Uh, I 
don't know what he was thinking. It just, it sounds, it's so shitty. <laughs> I, I wish I could explain it, but it's really hard. I would almost say we should pause this and you can you, you can put in the clip. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you can sum it up in a fifteen second clip that we can use, but yep, I definitely could. I've got my pistol in the car. Uh huh. I've got my stereo in the car. Uh huh. I've got my rookie in the car. Uh huh. A hundred percent. Because I showed people uh, when I was listening to this. Uh, um album and talking to people about it i was like to people who had never listened to this album they're like oh well, why do you hate it so much i was like well let just me... play that song i played that song and they got like 10 seconds in they're like oh my god what is this it's really bad yeah we're gonna put that in here so. yeah i'll i'll do uh i'll do that clip um yeah i only had two songs that stood out to me and again that's just part of like how i listen to albums that don't pay attention to the tracks um, which I know probably offends some people, but whatever. Uh, Sugar Boats, I kind of enjoyed that song. I wanted to like it, rather. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. That's one of the only songs that stood out as a good good song, or part of a good song, at least. And then uh, The Tortoise and the Tourist is very similar to the Whale Song off of uh, one of their EPs, No One's First. Um, what is it? No One's First and You're Next? Yeah, something like that. Um, and I love that song, the whale song off the EP. And then they kind of like reworked it on here. And I think they ruined the whole song and it sounds awful. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like lampshades on fire. Uh, I, I guess I should say I, I, I do like that song. All right. So yeah. And all these songs that I'm saying, I like it's I in I comparison. Yeah. It's in comparison to bad songs. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I would ever just tell someone like, Hey, play lampshades on fire i really want to listen to that song but if it came on i would be like oh yeah i'll listen to this yeah that's okay then so which I is li- a good thing it's the single so yeah i, I like lampshades on fire uh the ground walks with time in a box i like that song and then i realize it's six minutes long i like it for about i don't think i noticed that actually i like it for about two minutes and then i realize oh shit this song is long it has a cool just and the instrumentation on it's kind of cool. Um, the only song on this album that I would say I genuinely like, um, and that I would say like, oh, I want to listen to that song, is uh, the best room. I really like that song. That would that, that's the only good song. And what what really sucked is that was the second to last song. So I was sitting. This was a hard listen. Yeah, going back, I knew I didn't like this album anyway. And it just wasn't any easier because the the first two albums I listened to twice doing this and like was very happy to go back and listen to them again. But yeah, I tried listening to this album uh, just all the way through and I tried, no, I tried listening to this album with a positive mindset and like just being open minded and being like you know what i didn't like it then but let's listen to it now with fresh ears and just see what it's like but i i this is a bad album yeah i think we can totally agree on that i don't think i any, hope most people can actually i think most people can i've only think i've met one person who uh has said that this is a good album cuz it's not even like a it's a popular album but we don't like it i don't think it was popular either right 
Yeah, well, it's it's sold really well, but that's just because... Well, it was because, the first new album in, like, yeah. de- almost a decade, so... Yeah, uh, I do really like the artwork. I think it's kind of cool. I think it is cool, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... That doesn't redeem the whole thing. No, but I do like artwork, and that does play a part in some of my uh, consuming of music. Sometimes I will just buy music. Yeah, you didn't, like, pre-order this one, right? Oh, no. Because I, I feel like that would be really disappointing. I don't pre-order music. I don't pre-order anything. I'm firmly against that. I, I wasn't sure, so. Yeah. Um, that hasn't come up on the podcast yet. Oh, I'm sure it has. But, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, overall, Modest Mouse is good. Yeah, they're one of my they, favorite bands. Some of their new albums are not as good, especially I, their newest one. Unfortunately, I've only seen them since their recent album and they're still really good live uh but they they literally have somebody on stage who like plays a jug it's like okay they're they're <laughs> kind of it just because you can doesn't mean you should yeah uh no i've never seen them live i definitely would want to but they're really good live and they you know the old songs when they play them they still sound like the old songs just even though there's like seven people on stage um yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, those songs would still be good even if they'd recorded them with that many people because they're good songs, but... Do you want to... Yeah, so uh, before we get into this... Actually, no. Do you want to mention any of the B-side albums or anything you liked out of them? Yeah, That's, let me pull up a... What's funny about Modest Mouse to me is some of their B-side albums... Or some of their B-sides are I think are some of their EPs than, as a whole are better. Yeah, are better than their regular songs. Like, like uh, the, one of the ones I mentioned, No One's First and Your Next, was 2009. So that was still like a, I don't know, two-year gap after. Yeah. Well, that was actually recorded. Uh, those were B-sides oh, okay. recorded for We Were Dead before the ship even Because I think that EP is great yep. front to back. Like, And that has that song I mentioned, the whale song, which they reused and, I don't know, butchered for... I'm not a huge fan of that uh, EP, but I do like King Rat. That's a cool song. Um, my favorite, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say that my favorite uh, compilation album, I think is what they call this one, is uh, Building Nothing Out of Something. It's really good. They're just... Yeah, I didn't get to listen to that one. So. I would highly recommend it. They're just a lot of good songs off of it. Interstate 8. Interstate uh, 8's really good. Yeah. Edit the Sad Parts from Interstate 8 is really good. And it has some live stuff from their early years, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, th- I think their uh, their live album they put out is also pretty good. The uh, and I, Baron I don't like... Von Bullshit writes again. Yeah. I think... I'd, it's, it's cool to listen to, and I really don't yes. like live albums. And so I think like that's uh, kind of significant. Like they can actually win me over with a live album, and I usually hate them. So is this the one? I don't think it is. There's one where there's a uh, Isaac Brock goes into this Freebird rant. I don't think I that's don't on. Don't think that. that's on here. No, it is because it's relatively short for a live album. Yeah, I can't find it on their Wikipedia. Uh, man, I'm gonna have to find that. But there is. I a, mean, that might have been some bootleg thing maybe right yeah there is a live and you can just look it up look up uh modest mouse Freebird, and uh there is this it's great modest mouse or not modest mouse uh isaac brock 
somebody yells Freebird, and he goes into this long rant about why no one should ever listen or play Freebird. And it is hilarious. Uh, I could quote it from front to back because I think it's so funny. But but you can go find it in the show notes. Yeah. At don'tfeedtheartist.com. It'd, it'd be better for people to just listen to. So my general consensus of uh, Modest Mouse is I think they're the only band that over the discography, I like them or like it progressively starts, less. Yeah. Progressively yeah. less. And that's not a grad. It's not, it's not a gradual thing. It is like, I it's like pretty steep. I like the first four albums, yeah. but I like them each less than the first one or the previous one. Yeah. And then you dramatically then, like yeah. the fifth album less. And yeah. So me saying that I like, uh, um, this is a long drive more than I like uh, Lonesome Crowded West. That's only by a slight amount. Yeah. Lonesome Crowded West is a perfect album to me. No, I think they both are. And yeah. that, I mean, yeah, we talked about like they go together. Like it's, yeah, it makes but, sense why they're both the, our two favorite ones at least. So yeah. And then the last two albums just, they lose me. I, yeah. I think Modest Mouse is redeemable, but uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll see uh well and it was funny because uh if you maybe look, the b-sides for this last album would be pretty good if they ever come out if you look uh on the strangers to ourselves uh wikipedia uh isaac brock said there's this interview he did apparently where he talks about we know that we release music super uh far apart but we want to fix that and we're going to release this album that album being strangers to ourselves and we already have the next album in the works and it'll be out as soon as we're allowed to release it him hinting at you know as soon as the record label will let him release it and guess what it's 2018 and there has not been a new song by modest mouse since 2015 yeah what is the record label doing that they don't want them to release something no i think i don't it's think complete that makes bullshit. Yeah. i think it, yeah it is just I don't I mean, know and happened. also, aren't they big enough at this point that they could just be their own label if they've fulfilled their contract? So yeah, it peaked at uh, number three on the U.S. Billboard 200. That's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm curious now that I looked that up. Uh, what good news for people who love bad bad news? Where that peaked? Because that's got to be their best selling album. Yeah, if that's not higher, I'd be surprised. It's not. Uh, it peaked at 18. Huh. It probably stayed on the charts longer, though. Uh, but yeah. yeah, probably sold more albums as a whole, oh, too. Yeah. So, um, Float On was number one for a while. That That's it definitely right true. Here. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. So that's Modest Mouse. Uh, check out the B-sides. If you yeah, that's really chance. the lesson here. Yeah. Skip the if you like their original stuff, go listen to more of it that wasn't on the albums. Skip the last two albums and check out the B-sides. And if you still want more, check out We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank. Maybe you'll like it. But I mean, I think it was popular enough. To, you've probably heard it anyway. Yeah, so. just don't listen to the last album. Even the good songs aren't worth no, yeah. the slog. I like the song Coyotes off of it only because of the message it, it's talking about you know, i didn't pay like, that much attention to it honestly the, the message is you know talking about coyotes and like uh the coyotes are it's nature and how we're the like quote is like oh 
mankind is acting like some serial killer. Basically, you know, talking about okay. how we treat nature. And I like the message. That's of a it. good message, but it doesn't doesn't song save wasn't the amazing. But it yeah. was. I like the song. But yeah, so that's Modest Mouse. What are we doing next week, Adam? So whatever, however we release this. Yeah, whenever this is coming out next, the next episode of this, um, we're gonna do Blur, the British band. Fuck yeah. Okay, good. Because I was gonna say there's eight albums. Do we want to do all eight? Because I do. You know what? I don't know if you do. I mostly say that because they took a break in 2003, and I really think their new album is worth including in this because it's very different their new album is really good Um, well i wasn't going to say that now because we're gonna well we're gonna ruin our impressions but i agree it's a very good album it's been a while since i've listened to them so but they've had multiple style changes so i don't i didn't really feel comfortable taking out some of their albums from it so i think we should do all eight and i will let you choose that so is it going to be all eight if you want to do them i'm down to do all eight so you're the one choosing Let's do all eight. Okay. And then if we really think this was too much, then we'll probably never do that many again. At least in one episode. Yeah. We, we can always split them up. Yeah. We could split the next episode, actually. Yeah, so we'll be listening to Blur, all eight of their albums, which span from 1991 to 2015. And, and include definitely... a 12-year gap. Yeah, I see that right here. All right. Well, yeah. if you want to join us on that crusade... Start listening. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be the message for this yeah. podcast at the end. Just get your shit together and start listening because I'm realizing this is uh, a big commitment. And it's yeah, only just our wait. second episode. Just wait for what we want to do in the future. Yeah, we got some ideas and we'll see if we commit. Yeah. <laughs>